Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give everyone ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. In addition, I pray that you give everyone listening favor with both God and man. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverbs 16, beginning in verse 1. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. The Lord has made all for himself, yes, even the wicked, for the day of doom. Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. In mercy and truth, Atonement is provided for iniquity, and by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than vast revenues without justice. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Divination is on the lips of the king. His mouth must not transgress in judgment. Honest weights and scales are the Lord's. All the weights in the bag are his work. It is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness, for a throne is established by righteousness. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him who speaks what is right. As messengers of death is the king's wrath, but a wise man will appease it. In the light of the king's face is life, and his favor is like a cloud of the latter rain. How much better to get wisdom than gold? And to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his way preserves his soul. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. The wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who has it, but the correction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth, 
and adds learning to his lips. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. The person who labors, labors for himself, for his hungry mouth drives him on. An ungodly man digs up evil, and it is on his lips like a burning fire. A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. A violent man entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. He winks his eye to devise perverse things. He purses his lips and brings about evil. The silver-haired head is a crown of glory if it is found in the way of righteousness. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. Friends, today let's take a closer look at verse 21 of Proverbs 16. And verse 21 says, The wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. This verse tells us the importance of inquiring wisdom. And one thing I want to get across when it comes to wisdom, wisdom is the principal purpose of this podcast, and my desire is that people obtain wisdom. And I believe that if you listen to or read the proverb of the day every day, that wisdom is slowly but surely going to accumulate in your life. But one thing I definitely want to get across is wisdom is never easily gained or quickly achieved. Wisdom is something that takes time. It's something that you need to meditate on. The Bible encourages us to meditate on the Word of God day and night. It's something we have to purpose in our hearts to do. But you don't automatically wake up one morning and automatically become wise. It simply doesn't work that way. You've got to be diligent to stay into the Word of God, and you have to meditate on it. And slowly but surely, it's going to settle in, and then it's going to go from head knowledge, where it's something that you hear, but then it's going to slowly but surely settle into your heart. And only when it gets into your heart is it truly going to be like a seed that is going to be productive in your life. And one of the things that are required in order to gain wisdom is that you read. Now, I encourage everyone to read Scripture on a regular basis, but it is important to read other books as well. 
And I'm just going to give you an idea of two books that I have read recently. And one is called Leadership Mastery. One is called Life After Death. Now, as someone who has just recently graduated from Bible college, and now I have the ability to be a pastor, to preside over weddings and funerals, this is the type of material I need to be aware of. Because death is a regular part of life. A lot of people try to ignore death. A lot of people try to believe and you know, live their life as though it's not real, it doesn't happen. But death is an everyday part of life. And it's often that someone you know or someone they know, you know, will, will, will die. And, you know, it's okay. But we need to learn how to deal with these types of things. And I would highly encourage anyone to look at this book, Life After Death, it's written by a man named Tony Cook. I'm sure if you look it up on the internet, you'll be able to find it. But I'm going to do something a little bit differently today. The Lord's been dealing with me about the word proverb. And what we're going to do today is we're going to go over a proverb that is found in Matthew chapter 13. Now, it's kind of interesting. I was in this chapter on Wednesday's podcast. So just two, two days ago, I was on this, but I purposely avoided talking about the parables because I knew that the Lord had prompted me to talk about that on this message today. But one thing I did want to talk about is Jesus would talk to people, not his disciples, but he would talk to ordinary people in terms of parables. So in chapter 13 of Matthew, beginning in verse 10, this is entitled, The Purpose of Parables. Why did Jesus use them? And I'm glad you asked, because I'm going to answer that question in detail right now. Beginning in verse 10, it says, And the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. And this is the God we serve. We serve an abundant God. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore, I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people 
have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly, I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Friends, I'm going to make reference to one of Paul's letters to the church in Corinth, and in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, this is what it says. It says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. And this is what Jesus is explaining in this passage of Scripture. And he's telling us that a number of things that happen in this world are spiritually discerned. And the Bible tells us that we are to be led by the Spirit of God. When they talk about the natural man, here they are talking basically about unbelievers, people who have not had the revelation of who Jesus truly is. They would listen to him, they would see him, but they simply didn't grasp who he truly was and why he had come to earth. But one of the things I want to get across is this. There are so many prophecies that were given in the Old Testament that came to pass in the New Testament. And one of these is the passage of Scripture we just heard that was written by the book of Isaiah, who basically had his... Um, he was a prophet about 700 to 750 years prior to Jesus coming to earth. But it's very clear what Isaiah prophesied is exactly what happened here. And Jesus would talk to these people, and they simply, although they heard him, it didn't make any sense, and it was unclear to what they are. So what I'd like to do today is quickly talk about the parable of the wheat and the tares. And this parable is unique to Matthew's gospel. We're going to read chapter 13, beginning in verse 24. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. 
So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servants said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, First, gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Now, tares is not a word that we're all that familiar with at this time, but what a tear is, it's a type of plant that looked fairly similar to wheat, but it was poisonous to people. And if you ate it, it could either make you seriously ill or it could kill you. And that's what these people are saying. We need to get rid of them. So how do you want to do it? But friends, I liken this parable to basically life on earth today. And we basically have people who are Christians, people who live lives as well as they can. They have good intentions. They live their life trying to do good, being kind to people, doing everything the way that they feel is best and will be beneficial to people. And then we have evil people, people who do not do that, people who reject God, people who reject the Bible and do all kinds of evil things. Are we ever going to get rid of those people? Well, not on this side of heaven, we're not. There will always be a presence of evil because ever since Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and brought sin basically upon all of mankind, we are all born into that sin nature. Now, many of us have changed our lives. We've heard about Jesus. We've received him into our heart. And ever since that time, many of our lives have changed for the better. And to me, it's the most important decision I've ever made in my life or the most important decision anyone ever can make in their life because it is the only decision you'll ever make that affects eternity. And it's where your eternal soul is going to spend the rest of eternity. Friends, we are a spirit. We happen to live in a body. So while we're on this earth, we have what is called an earth suit. But there will come a time when we will die. And when that happens, our physical suit basically will drop off from us, but our spirit remains. And that spirit will either go and be in the presence of the Lord, or it will be in the presence of eternal darkness. And we know that place as hell. And we all have a choice, either 
be with Jesus and live in eternity with him and have good things come our way or you are going to be in the presence of evil. And friends, there's no choice. And unfortunately, some people on this earth take this very lightly. They don't believe it's real, or a lot of times they mockingly say, it's okay if I go to hell, it's okay. Friends, when you're talking about eternity, that is not something that you want to play with. My call to action today is very simple. Think about the wheat. Think about the tares. Think about where your soul is. If you were to die today, are you sure where you will spend eternity? And if you do not know, I invite you to repeat a simple prayer after me today. Father God, thank you for coming and sending your son Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you came to earth. You were willing to die on a cross so that anyone listening to this podcast today would have all of their sins for all time forgiven, past, present, and future. All of our sins have been forgiven. But in order to have that happen, we need to receive you. We need to invite you into our hearts. And I'm asking you today that you do that. Come into my heart. I want you to lead me and guide me from this day forward. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you repeated that prayer, reach out to me. I have a new website, wisdomtodaybk.com. And if you would, simply go on there, and on the very top, there is a tab entitled Contacts. There is a place for you to enter your name in, and there's an optional place if you'd like for me to give you a call. I would be happy to do that if you request that. But there is a place where you can make any mention, any ask any questions if you have them, or simply let me know that you repeated that prayer. I will rejoice with you. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please enjoy your weekend. Spend time with your family and let each and every one of them know how much they mean to you and how much you truly love them. Friends, please rejoin me on Monday as we further explore wisdom today.